0: All right, we have an exciting show planned for you today. We've got new StreamYard features to talk about. We've got great guests. Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams are here from Outlaw Mass. Very cool product with a great story. Um, we've got some clips from Dana Benz's show for the remix later on. You'll hear also from the co founders of StreamYard. A lot to do, some interesting news. Let's do a show. Welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We are here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And it's so great to be live streaming to StreamYard uh, YouTube channel. We had been going to the Facebook page. Now we're going to both the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. And it's so cool to see the chat getting started on the YouTube channel even before the show starts. Dana Benz is here. Daniel Battelle. Mike Swaim Joe Dog McKeel, Beauty Bubble, Alfredo, Ringtones, King, Arnab, uh, Michaela Perez. Thank you all for being here, and we got we got a great show for you today. Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams II are here. We're going to talk about their product, Outlaw Mask. This has been a difficult time for a lot of small businesses and startups, even big businesses. Dealing with COVID-19, the pandemic, the lockdown. And these guys came up with a product that not only serves the public interest, uh, but is taking off like crazy. They've got NBA players wearing it. I can't wait to hear their story and how they've gone about doing this. It's, it's really uh, a remarkable story of a hot product at the right time. Um, I can't wait to talk to Carlos and Reggie from Outlaw Mass. This is StreamYard Connect, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with StreamYard because we've got some cool new features before we get to our interview. And one of those uh, new features that we're going to talk about is called Narrator Voice. And basically, there's a lot of different use cases, and we'll get into them, but basically this means that you don't have to be on screen but your voice can still be heard. Now, right now you can, you, you have to at least have an avatar. For example, I, I can turn off my my camera and you can see an avatar of me, but with narrator voice, I can remove myself from the screen altogether. So for example, if you have a remote producer, that person could be say, feeding you questions without ever coming on screen saying, hey, we got a great question in the chat from this person. So uh, Dan Briggs explained it. He's co-founder of StreamYard, and he he talked about uh, what exactly narrator voice is. You can have
1: audio in the stream without anyone being visible. So basically, if you open up your settings in StreamYard, there's in the general tab, there's a setting that just says audio avatars. Yeah, Perfect. So audio avatars, that's what like this narrator voice is. So basically, by default, those are on. So if I maybe you hide that image for a second, Gage. Like if I turn my camera off, you just see this audio avatar. If Gage changed that setting, I would just be in.
0: So we talked a little bit about use cases, um, but why not let the guy who created the feature, designed it, and coded it, why not let him explain how he sees people using it?
1: lot of the use cases for this honestly like it just it really gives you some freedom because I know there's quite a few people maybe you want to have three guests on screen and you want to be kind of talking in the background but you want to really like put the emphasis on your guests like your guests cameras it's good for that if you're like a producer I know a lot of producers really wanted it to do all kinds of different things like really unique types of shows where they want to be hidden perfect for that and even like there's some solo stuff you could do. Uh, I, I can't think of, like, too many use cases, but I have seen, like, a few people trying it out, even with solo stuff. So, like, there's just... It just... It gives you a lot of freedom, I think. There's a lot of options. I think for most people, it probably don't need it because the avatars are totally good, and most people probably have their camera on anyways. But if you're doing more advanced stuff, it's very useful to have.
0: Have you tried out Narrator Voice? Let me know if you've tried it out, what you think of it, or if you haven't tried it out, how do you plan to use it? Um, I think it's a cool new feature. It's something that... I will definitely use when producing, if I'm off screen, if I'm not really in the show, but I need to relate something quickly to the hosts, like a question or then maybe they're not seeing that a guest is here. You just interject a little something and you can get the attention of the host. And it doesn't interrupt the flow of the show too much. It's one way to use it. There's a lot of different ways to use it. Um, The other new feature, full screen button for guests, what that means is when you're watching on a small computer, the monitor within StreamYard is quite small because there's so many other things going on. So this enables you, say you're watching a screen share, you can make the screen full screen, the little monitor there, you can make that full screen. Well, I'll, I'll let Gage and Dan explain it.
1: This next feature, it's, it's coming soon. So it's not out quite yet, but you guys have, not, not so much in the town hall, but it's come up for a very long time. So we're excited that it will be coming soon, which is a full screen button uh, for guests. So particularly, I know this has come up a lot for when the host is sharing a screen or something and the guest is on a tiny monitor and they just can't really see uh, what's going on. So now you will have the option uh, to to full screen the, uh, the screen. Is it just for guests then or can the host do it as well? Probably a lot of the hosts do as well. We haven't fully decided that yet. So maybe let us know if you're a host and you want to be able to full screen it so that it'd be like nothing except the videos themselves and maybe like the controls at the very bottom. Are you interested in that? So basically one of the use cases is maybe if you're a guest and the host is sharing a screen, if you have a small monitor, like if you're on a MacBook Air or a Chromebook or something, it can be kind of hard to see their screen. Or if you just like you really don't care about the comments or the private chat, it can be nice to full screen it just to kind of... Get rid of everything else so you can focus in.
0: So that's the co-founders. Gage Vandentop on the left and Dan Briggs on the right. The three pillars of StreamYard that guide everything that goes into the decision-making on features and so much more ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams. If you're not yet using StreamYard, give it a try. Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard, Livestreamuniverse.com dot com slash StreamYard. We'll hear clips from a chef and her husband who do a two-camera uh, show in which he produces off-camera and she has multiple cameras, one focused on her and the other focused on her preparing the meal. So it's it's a really cool two-camera setup that they do with StreamYard. Uh, we have a few uh, clips from... StreamYard Spotlight with Dana and Kelsey, and we'll hear about how they do that later in the remix. Okay, so the destinations, you can go to Facebook with StreamYard, you can go to LinkedIn, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Periscope, which gets you on Twitter, you can go to a Twitch channel, and there's also RTMP, so if you need to go to a destination, Besides one of the ones with the built-in integration, you basically get a stream key from the destination. You can plug that in and you can go live uh, through StreamYard. As I do when I go live on Amazon Live, I use a stream key and uh, you are an RTAMP URL, very easy to plug in. And so instead of going live just from the mobile app, I connect StreamYard to the mobile app. And I'm able to take advantage of all the features like screen share, uh, you know, I can multi-stream, I can do everything, anything that I would normally do with StreamYard other than get the comments from an RTMP platform that doesn't have that integration. But it's, it's a phenomenal way to live stream to platforms that don't have the built-in integration. Um, okay, so we covered the new features. I want to give a big thanks to Jesse Guthrie. Um, he's been coming up with new wrinkles on our graphics each week. Uh, and he came up with a three box setup in case our guests were not together as they are, and it looks great. <coughs> you can check him out at getting all choked up about this. You can check him out at StreamSenseMedia.com. He's got some packages for StreamYard users. Uh, wonderful graphic artist, Jesse Guthrie, StreamSenseMedia.com. All right, let's talk about some news from the live streaming industry. Uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, The Yahoo Sports app has the mobile rights to free NFL games. Uh, They do every primetime game. They live stream it on the Yahoo Sports mobile app, and they also have your local games, whatever games are available in your local market you can watch them for free as well, streamed through the Yahoo Sports app. So they're they're coming up with this new feature called Watch Together. Um, It's not really a new feature in that other apps have used this for getting groups together to watch videos. Basically, you can invite up to three friends and you can watch the game together. The game will be shown on, on a screen. And then, you know, on the screen, and then below that will be the, the video and audio from each of the people viewing the game. So that's the deal. Um, live streaming, certainly, uh, it's, it's small in numbers in compared to what the major networks are paying for, uh, you know, the rights to the NFL, but still uh, a big, big step for live streaming and live streaming sports in that Verizon media has a, a two point, a $2 billion, uh, contract actually over five years for mobile streaming. So you, you got to use the mobile app for this and then they make the broadcast available. I think on the NFL app and some of the other, uh, league partners as well. Um, and so this is something that, Uh, if it works out well, Yahoo's going to, and and Verizon Media rather, is going to look to do for other apps beyond the Yahoo Sports app. Uh, Another story that I took note of is earlier this week, Facebook Gaming made it easier to play background music by getting some licensing deals uh, for music that you can play in your games. So of course, Having done that, Twitch steps up and inks a deal with a French rights society, and that is what's going on. More options for playing music in your games. Of course, Twitch very much trying to get more musicians onto the platform to actually live stream their music and create content, but this is music being licensed that anybody can use as background music when they're gaming, thanks to Variety, CMU, and Digital Information World for those stories. I'm Ross Brand. This is Livestream Universe. Let's get to our guests. We've got a couple of fantastic guests today, and I can't wait to bring them on. We have Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams, the second guys, welcome! And <laughs> Reggie's got the mask on already from outlaw. John Brand,
2: absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great to see you guys. Um, first of all, congratulations on you know creating a great product and creating a product that we really serves the serves our time. You know, we're in, we're in a time where we need something like this. And you know, it keeps us safe, but you can also look good at the same time. You don't have to feel silly going out like you're going out with some sort of hospital (laughs) mask. Tell us, tell us a little bit about how,
2: how you guys got started, where the idea came from. It's, it's so cool. So, uh, basically, uh, when, when COVID first, uh, started, um, we both, uh, got our families together. So Carlos and I were both brother-in-laws and, uh, we got our families together and, uh, we went to the mountains and, uh, in North Carolina. And, um, during the time, you know, uh, with all the negativity going on and, and just, uh, all the things that were, you know, being placed in front of us, we basically just, uh, did what we kind of do best. And that was just kind of be positive and, you know, and, uh, try to figure out what, what's the next move. Right. So, uh, Um, You know, I was in the car business. Uh, Carlos obviously is a a speaker and an author. And, um, you know, we just kind of put our heads together and said, you know, what what can we do during this downtime, you know, during these negative times? And uh, uh, it it was an idea that came to us and we kind of just just ran with it. And you know to expand on what Reggie said, you know I think one of the
3: one of the things that was was key for us in the early days, if you will, of, of Outlaw Mass. And I say early days, we're referring to March, was that we are family, um, and we were living in the same house together. So while a lot of people were quarantining and they were alone, we were together with our wives, our kids, and every night we would we would do what was called stick talk. So those of you <laughs> out there that know me, know me as a speaker, right? I have a, uh, you know, a presence on social media. And in normal times, pre-COVID, I would be touring the world and I'd be going out and speaking. And that's one of my passions because I enjoy to teach. And when that was taken away from me, my creative outlet, if you will, was literally being with my brother-in-law in the back porch of this house. And we had these walking sticks and we would do TED Talks to each other. And we would do a combination of TED Talks meet, meet, meet Shark Tank. And uh, we had just come back one day from a trip to Walmart and we had bought the, the Gators. And again, mind you, we're talking about March, mid to late March. <laughs> before we, before we, we got to this point that we knew that COVID would shut us down for a couple of months and, and masks would become a requirement. And Reggie and I just kind of sat there and looked at each other like, man, they're already selling these Gator masks and we're already starting to see that Asia is making masks required. It's only going to be a matter of time before here in the U.S. masks become a requirement. So we were very much um, I don't want to necessarily say we we're trendsetters, but we were very early. We were early with taking our families and quarantining. There was people that thought we were crazy. Right. Uh, you know, we got to, to North Carolina on March 15th and there were people that thought we were nuts. Um, you know, well, two weeks later, everyone was home. Same thing with masks. When we uh, first came out with outlaw masks to the public on May 20th, people thought we were absolutely insane. And they were saying, you know, masks are never going to take off. It's never going to be a thing. And here we are, you know, sitting in almost October. And, you know, I don't know about where, where you live, Ross, but we're here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can't go anywhere without a mask being required.
0: Yeah, it's the same it's the same here. I mean, anywhere you go where there's people, you have to have a mask on. I'm in I'm in New Jersey. Um we were definitely hit hard here and I would think that this is something that's even as we go back, I wouldn't say go back to normal, but the re- the requirements start loosening and eventually people start traveling more and being together and so forth. I would think still people are going to probably want to wear a mask if they go to a doctor's appointment, if they go into a hospital, if they're on a plane, if they're in you know a crowded environment. A lot of people still may take precautions because you know just because the curve or whatever the expression is 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 is, is flattening doesn't mean that there still isn't risk out there. Um, So I think it's a sustainable product for a a long term, not just something for this season, so to speak. What what do you guys see as far as as the future goes?
2: Yeah, that's really what we had in mind. So, you know, Carlos obviously travels a lot, you know, in my Mm -hmm. in my previous career, I traveled a lot. So, you know, we would see people on planes all the time with masks, you know, not everybody, uh, obviously, but. It was something that we really did think about, you know, long term. We didn't think that this was just going to be something that, you know, died down the just the way things were going on. So mm-hmm. we really did think long term when it when it came to this. And uh, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time, uh, kind of reinventing yourself and mm-hmm. and getting involved in need based businesses. And uh, this is just what we did with this product.
3: You know, I think there's there's people out there that are are probably watching this interview now, or they're going to see it on the replay, and they've probably been processing in their minds ways to pivot during this pandemic.
4: Mm -hmm. uh,
3: Which obviously we're a case study, we're an example of how to successfully pivot. There's two ways that you can pivot, and you know, I want to kind of address these. One, you can be you can get in and out of a business quickly. You know, we call it a cash grab, and initially. When COVID first happened, I was approached by a couple of folks in the marketing space that were looking to jump on the PPE game quick. And we're talking about like wholesale PPE. We're right. talking about the gloves, you know, the, the surgical masks, the paper masks that you see. So it seemed to me like there was folks in the marketing community that were looking for ways to very quickly make a quick buck. That in itself is a pivot. It's not something that I necessarily, and I know Reggie neither, it's not something that we necessarily believe in like, hanging our hats on getting in and out of something, because again, what do you want to be known for? Your reputation is really important. So to Reggie's point, when we really said, all right, let's go all in, let's create a brand. Masks is the play, but we're talking about creating a fashion brand that goes well beyond just masks. You know, we have, we have shirts now we're working behind the scenes, you know, on creating even different colorways based on, you know, sports teams Uh, you know, we're not looking for outlaw masks to be here today, you know, and gone tomorrow. We realize to your point, Ross, that masks will be mandated for a while, even once COVID does blow over, people will still want to feel safe. And, you know, being that you know, we're both guys that we we like fashion, we said to ourselves, let's let's hang our hats on a product that's first and foremost safe but also comfortable and it's trendy and fashionable. And you'll want to wear it with that nice outfit or that handbag, you know, just like any other accessory that that we carry on us.
0: Now, when you're, you're also a keynote speaker, Carlos, you're an author and, you know, you, you provide agency services Mm -hmm. for digital marketing and consult with corporations and, and small businesses and businesses of all sizes. When this sort of, pandemic lifts and the opportunities come back to speak, the opportunities come back to work with a lot of businesses, which you probably can do, you know, even from from remotely. I'm wondering, like, how much of your attention will stay with Outlaw Mass? Is this sort of like you're all in or are you... All in, but you still hanging on to your your side a hustle. Question: As I ask very inartfully that question, but
3: you get the gist of it. Yeah, no, I get the gist of it, and, and it's a relevant question because you know the reality. And let me see how I answer this. You know, I'm going to tap dance for for a minute. The easy <laughs> answer, the short answer is Red, Reggie needs to be ready to come on the road with me. <laughs> because okay. we're bringing, we're bringing, you know, our energy and our vibes. We're bringing it down the road with me. You know, the blessing in all this is that, to your point, yes, I've been able to build a platform. You know, outside of Outlaw Mass, I've been able to build a platform and a career for myself—a successful career as an author and a speaker—and that doesn't go away. And, I, and that's something I've been trying to tell folks. You know, for the last few months, people, you know, ask me, you know, well, are you done being a social media thought leader? Or are you done being a speaker? And and, and the, the easy answer is no. I'm never going to be done doing that. Because that is a part of my skill set. And it's what's, it's what's helping us in growing our business, right? We're leveraging our strengths. And, and for myself, a strength is understanding how social media works. So I think if anything coming out of this, come 2021 or 2022, there's actually be a better story for me to share on stage with right. people at to conferences. You know, a lot of what I've spoken about and written about has either been what I've done in a corporate setting, or it's been more of case studies analyzing. Well, guess what? You know, over the last six months, we've both had to roll up our sleeves and get to work. And right. I wrote a book called end of marketing. And mm-hmm. what we've been doing to a T is applying the strategies that I teach throughout my book. So uh, again, when this kind of blows over and hopefully it will, I'll get back on the road again. I'm going to be, uh, working on my second book here this fall. Uh, so, you know, to be de- uh, to be determined on 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 okay. you know title and when it comes out and whatnot, but uh, you know you'll see me doing what I, what you're used to seeing me doing, but it's going to be all, all outlaw masks. We realize that we have a scalable business here, a business that you know is producing, it's helping people, uh, and I think we both keep convincing ourselves like, wow, this is this is something that we're meant to be doing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there, and I'm going to come back to your book in just a second, but I, I want to ask. Reggie, who's a financial advisor and also played professional baseball, was a fourth-round draft pick from the Minnesota Twins, played in their minor league system, won the Harmon Killebrew Award for community service. And so your work as a professional baseball player and in the financial advising business, how has that prepared you, Reggie, to be a business owner and put a retail product out there and, and, you know, really ramp up this startup, which has just been amazing how quickly you guys have caught fire over the last six months.
2: So, uh, yeah, ba- basically, and I'll go into to the entire kind of story about, you know, me growing up and playing baseball, but, you know, growing up and playing baseball, well, obviously it's a pa- was a passion of mine. And uh, my dad is actually a business owner and a financial mm-hmm. advisor. So when I, uh, you know, got drafted by the Twins, you know, basically he was like, you know, uh, you know, you 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 got some good money out of high school, but <laughs> you know, there there's some of your buddies there that that got a lot more than you, and you can't do what they what they're doing right financially. So um, for me, it was it's always been a, a a passion just because of my dad, really, and uh, I got to see through myself. Of uh, being drafted and getting uh, a good chunk of money at a high school, what you really need to do as far as a budget goes. And, you know, uh um, that's something that I wanted to teach people, you know, uh when I got out of baseball. So when I when I got out, that's what I originally uh set out to do. And I ended up getting into the car business. So eight years uh in the car industry and seven years as a manager. And when COVID happened, uh I finally just kind of said, you know what, I think I need to. Go ahead and, and just make this really hard pivot, but you know I also have the backing by my father, you know who's been a, a financial advisor for thirty five years. Also, right. uh, my father in law who is a uh, insurance agent, and uh, uh, and then you know my wife uh, as well. She's uh, she's she's with me every step of the way, and she's a financial advisor as, as well. So, um, you know, yeah, getting into this business. This is actually the first. Uh, business that I'm running by, you know, by myself. Other than you know what I've seen my dad do, and you know, having a great mentor like Carlos and uh, Rachel <laughs> slash Beauty Bubble. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> shout out to Beauty Bubble there. But uh, you know, um, that's just one thing for for myself that getting into this business, I just kind of try to use all of the qualities that I've learned growing up through baseball, um, all the qualities that I learned in the car business, and things I've mm-hmm. learned from Carlos, my dad. Everybody and just applied that. And, you know, it's 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 been a a journey, you know, learning in these first few months. But, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do, which was own business, you know, own a business and and help people out with their finances.
0: Carlos, from reading, from writing the 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 end of marketing, which there's a link, by the way, uh, in the description on on YouTube and Facebook, you can check that out. The end of marketing. When you think about all the different lessons and all the different predictions and the way you approached everything with the book, is there one one or two lessons that you'd say? These are the first two things. Now, from from starting this business and and ramping it up so quickly, mm-hmm. these are the, the 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 biggest lessons from the book. These are the chapters you should read yeah. if you only can have time to read two chapters. This is where I got
3: it right, and this is where it's impacted my business the most. Savage marketing—you have to market mm-hmm. like a savage. You know, the there's so many lessons in the book that we're applying day in and day out, and you know, in fact the follow-up to end of the marketing is going to have like a deep dive case study on outlaw masks because there's so much that, you know, we're learning as we go. We're looking at metrics. You know, we recently jumped on TikTok. We've seen so much success in a platform that if you've really been following me closely and my advice I give people, I have just been on the sidelines of TikTok. I've been telling people for the last couple of years that, you know, don't waste your time on there. Like I look back now and I feel like a jerk (laughs) telling people there's no value on TikTok. But, you know, look, the the key here is that we all have the same opportunity. We have the same opportunity as celebrities do. We have the same opportunity as influencers. And you really need to market your business very similar to how influencers grow their community. And, and it's in the subtitle of my book, Humanizing Your Brand. Um, you know, we have a um, agency partner of ours that about a month ago was like, hey, Carlson Reggie, you guys are marketing your brand like influencers and you need to market your brand like a business. And I I told him, I disagree. If you really read what I write, if you watch what I teach, we are marketing our business the way that our business is intended to be marketing, which is through us. It's Hmm. working our network. It's showing the the struggles, It's showing the wins, the highs, the lows. And I say this throughout the book, people want to buy from people, people relate to people. So if you're sitting out there and you've got a business of any kind a service and you're asking yourself, well, you know, is the move to run clip funnels or run display ads or run Facebook ads? No, the move is actually to get on this, get <laughs> on your phone and talk to people. And I'm not talking about just creating Instagram stories and hoping that people show up. But I'm talking about going deep, going into chat rooms, going in on Twitter, running searches. You know, Reggie can speak to it. Our first two months of outlaw masks was finding people that were anti-mask. And you know, I'll turn it over to Reg here in a moment. But what we found was that we were investing so much of our positive energy into negative energy that was bringing us down, and we weren't seeing the return
2: that we were hoping to see. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, and, and it's been it, it's it, it's just kind of uh, crazy when you when you look at it. And and a lot of times we we focus so much on negativity. Uh, I mean, it's all through the media. Right. And, and I think that's when we first went to Banner Elk. We we had CNN and we talk about it all the time. We had it on every single day and it really mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything for us. Right. Um, and there just became a point where we said, you know what, we're going to kind of cut this off and put all of our energy and efforts towards just positive things. And like Carlos said, when we first uh, started, we we focused a lot on. The negative comments and you know the anti-maskers and really mm-hmm. it, that that's not that's that that's not who we're marketing to right that's not who who um, is buying our product so we just kind of shied away from mm-hmm. that and just started you know doing what what we do best basically which is you know uh, uh, put God first and 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 pour that love and that and that positive energy into people and and that's what that's what we that's what really outlaw is about you know it's it's changing. The outlaw. The outlaw is, yeah. you know, uh Jesus was an outlaw. <laughs> if I can if I can if I can add something on well, my my biblical brother
3: over here just, just said, you know, one thing that I noticed is that I was not I, but we were marketing. Almost to the wrong audience when we launched our business. Mm-hmm. I think this is a key finding that, that that I discovered. And it's going to be helpful for those watching that are probably thinking about launching a product or a business of their own. So, you know, it's no secret that I have built my brand within the marketing community. So logically, who follows Carlos Gil? It's It's marketers. It's specifically right. people that are looking to tap into social media. So what I noticed when we launched on on May 20th was we had, you know, an initial kind of rush of people early on that wanted to support us. They want to support our hustle. They know us and they were buying masks. That was good for like the first, I'd say, maybe three weeks. And then our sales just kind of flatlined where we were like, oh, man, is this thing really going to work? Like Reggie said, we were going into a lot of different groups. You know, we were talking with the anti masters. I think it was the wrong way for us to drive attention to our business. Um, Yeah, we we sold some masks here and there, but it wasn't the right activity. So then we just started to market to my email list. And again, Mm. when marketers are used to seeing me talk about the end of marketing and and social media tips and what's going on with the algorithm, the least thing that they want to hear about is hey, come buy my mask for 30 bucks. They don't want to hear it. So we stopped marketing to marketers, as Mm -hmm. funny as that sounds. And we started channeling our efforts into TikTok. And over the last 30 days, I'll share some insight with you. We've gained over 2 million views on TikTok. To put this into perspective, and that's creating 19 videos. To put this into perspective, I have been on YouTube for seven years.
0: Mm.
3: I've created over 500 videos on YouTube. And I've only hit about 4 million views. So significantly less content, but more quality content that's gaining us more views. And more importantly, it's helping us convert and build a community in the process from people that have no idea who we are. So my one kind of key tip and insight to anyone watching this is your marketing homies, the people that you talk to every day in social media – They might be initial supporters of your brand, but you can't really grow a brand just based on people that you know. You really have to go outside of your comfort zone. You have to go outside that box and go talk to people that have never seen you before. They have no idea who the heck you are, and you're able to somehow resonate and connect with them through the content that you share.
0: What makes TikTok work so effectively?
3: Oh, that's on you. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question because we've learned what works for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it necessarily works for everyone. First of all, we've we done a lot of due diligence on how TikTok works. And the key from from what I see is, is like the first second that people land on your video, you have to catch someone's attention. And we've done a lot of A-B testing. For example, we have a video that's gained over 700,000 views of us giving a Walmart greeter, a mask. And we start the video with actually the hook of the video. And we end the video with the beginning of the video. So if you let the video loop all the way through and you get to the end of the video, it's actually the beginning of the video. Hmm. So when you see Reggie and I walking through the parking lot and he's talking about what we're doing, that's the very last frame of the video. And then it technically restarts. But if you follow it all the way through, you're watching a beginning, middle and end, but we start with the very end. So that's what I've seen really works is like, first and foremost, you want people in the first couple of seconds to catch the meat and potatoes of the video. It's not YouTube. People aren't going to warm up and like watch your intro and, you know, you know, hey, what's up? Do this, do that. No, they're not going to do that. You know, you need to give them like instantly, boom. You know, we just Mm -hmm. dropped a video yesterday that's nine seconds long. The first thing you hear is police sirens. It catches your attention. People people react to audio, right? We also put um, captions on all of our videos to walk people through what they're seeing. So logically, just like any one of these social networks, TikTok rewards you based on how long people are watching your videos. Right. So people are watching it the whole way through. Now TikTok knows, ah, this is something that our community wants to see. So the algorithm keeps serving people that content. So what we have found is music. People are emotional. Music connects (laughs) with emotion. That works. The music should enhance the story that you're trying to tell. That first scene needs to catch people's attention. And then the captions walk people through. So logically, people are going to read all the way through. And also, you need to keep your videos short. You know, our best performing videos are somewhere between 15 to 20 seconds. And that aligns with what we've seen based on research. But, like, I I have to be just completely, (laughs) like, I get goosebumps and Reggie's laughing. In my entire... 12 years of working in marketing, I've never experienced going viral multiple times over and over and over again, like we have in two weeks on TikTok. Like it has become like, for me, the biggest hype of my career. I've worked for (laughs) billion dollar corporations. I've been all over the internet, spoken all over the world. And I've never seen anything blow up like a TikTok video.
0: I think you're making me reconsider. I, I downloaded <laughs> it, signed up for an account, and then deleted it after like two seconds. I didn't really give it a chance. And I gotta admit, I'm a little bit concerned about security and what's the future of it. And it, you know, um, is it a place that I really wanna build a presence or not? But man, it's effective for a lot of different people that you would think, okay, what are they doing on this platform? But
3: it's you know what my recommendation them. is? Go on to TikTok, not as Ross Brand, the StreamYard guy or the live video mm-hmm. guy. Go on to TikTok as Ross Brand. Who mm-hmm. is Ross Brand? Leave mm-hmm. the business stuff out of it. Because what I've realized on my own personal TikTok account, no one cares that I'm a best selling author. No one really cares about the social media tips. That's not the place for it. It's right. the place to just be who I really am, which is Carlos Gill. Yeah. Hey, I
0: want to ask you, um, because you guys are, are too modest to have brought it up, and that is you guys are are contributing 10% to the, the COVID response fund, and you're also doing other uh, community charitable things with uh, the money that you're bringing in that go beyond that even. Can you talk a little bit about what motivated you to get involved and make it? not just about business but also about serving others as as you're going through the process of building the business.
2: Um yeah, so really and like Carlos is saying with with TikTok really that's just who we are, right? And um I think that and, and and I really have a, a big passion uh, uh, for this, as you you know mentioned before. While I was playing baseball, um, I I end up getting an award with the Twins, the Harman-Kilbrew Award for community service, and it's always been a part of me. But it's also actually always been a part of Carlos as well, and he's just never really put it out there. And um, for for Outlaw Mass, we kind of just because of all the negative energy that's kind of going on right now in the media we really want to use our platform to show, um, everybody, you know, basically this is what it's about, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're here temporarily and it's all about planting seeds and as, as many good seeds as you can plant. That's, that's basically when you, when we leave this place, you know, which we all will, um, that it's, what kind of impact did you, did you place on people? Right. And, and what is really your purpose? And, and we really do believe that this is our purpose and, uh, and we want to just, you know, the more we make, the more we can give, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah. that's that's what it that that's really what it's about for us, you know. Uh, bigger, it's bigger than a brand. It's it's really uh, just a lifestyle, and and we want to pour that lifestyle onto other people.
0: Well, I gotta bring up one of the really coolest aspects of of your marketing approach so far, and that is getting these things in the hands of NBA players, including. <laughs> Uh, NBA champion Ray John Rondo now with the Lakers won a championship with the Celtics. Uh, a lot of people who follow basketball closely have known about Michael Porter since he was a kid, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, just a couple of the players you've had guys from the you know world champion Raptors and uh, a guy from the Miami Heat was wearing it. Talk about your decision, not only to go after getting it in the hands of NBA players, but I imagine you don't just send a package to uh, a hotel where the NBA players are staying and somebody opens it up and goes, yeah, yeah, let's, I mean, there's got to be a lot of back channel work going on. And I'm sure you can't talk about everything, but from what you can talk about, how did you make that happen? That is a, that is a move of marketing genius.
3: Well, again, it's, it's savage marketing, right? And, you know, we're happy to speak about it. Um, you just described it. Yeah, you do send a package to a hotel and you kind of <laughs> hope for the best, right? You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's that easy, but we did have to do some back channeling. We had to do some due diligence. You know, fortunately, this is where having a social following comes in because you can kind of see who's connected to who. And, right. you know, I initially contacted some folks that are on the Asian side and they were kind of giving me the scoop. Of what's happening in the bubble, but even to take the step before that, Reggie and I were we're big sports fans. Obviously, he played professional baseball. You know, I grew up following sports very closely, and uh, you know, we came up with this with this wild idea. You know, we're in business. We're entrepreneurs. Part of being in business as a as a startup is taking a risk. You know, I believe in taking intelligent risks, as does Reggie. And um, we literally spent a weekend packing up over 300 masks in in bags with our logo on them. Each bag had a card on it with a message, a personalized message from Reggie and I. And we sent out 16 boxes in each one of those boxes that were labeled to the teams. Were these packages that had each player's name on it, including the hotel we were staying. And one thing I wanted to add also um, that I didn't give them credit to, we were also linking up with players on Instagram. So what you find is that when you have professional athletes in a bedroom, in a hotel, and they can't leave, (laughs) they can only leave to go practice and play on game days. When you have professional athletes sitting in a hotel room, bored, they're playing Call of Duty, and they're on social media. So (laughs) we literally had guys on most of the teams give us a scoop to a T. This is who you got to talk to. This is the hotel right. we're staying at. We had players giving us their room numbers that they were staying in. And I said to Reggie, you know, it's crazy because the way these guys are being open with all this information, to me, is like an indication. That they just want contact with the outside world. Yeah. Um. There was yeah. guys that I sent them to the marketing to. Uh. You know, I know LeBron James is an avid reader, so I sent them to the marketing to him with a personalized note. You know, these are, again, the risks that you have to take. And, you know, it paid off. Uh, obviously, we're actually getting ready to do a second wave of of male um you know we recently came out with the heritage collection so these Mm -hmm. are are, our la inspired colors we're gonna be sending these to the lakers um you know the heat the celtics the nuggets they're they're all gonna get a new mask from us and the cool thing about it is kind of sitting back and and now we feel like we got our guys playing so you have the graphics of of, of porter jr and, and rondo they're gonna be playing against each other so right. now we get to see these guys on game day wearing our masks and and look man it's 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 a blessing you know that is one of the most incredible feelings in in the world um you know i, I felt a certain type of way the first time i held my book in my hands but i kind of mm-hmm. already anticipated it this is one of those like gifts that you don't anticipate and, uh, you know, I think best of all, the guys messaging us, telling us they like the masks, they want to support what we're doing. You know, that's, you know, what better shot in the arm and validation can you get than world-class athletes? You know, Reggie, even on the baseball side, you know, he's got connects mm-hmm. in, in MLB. So, you know, we got, we got the MLB bubble that's, that's <laughs> taking form right now that we're already working our, 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 our way into.
0: Very, very cool. Um, tell us about the masks themselves. You have a couple... Excuse me. You have a couple of easy, uh, different styles. You have a couple different styles, but they're also designed a little bit differently than your average uh, hospital mask. So talk a little bit about the the benefits of using it, but also how you came up with the designs.
3: You want to describe it and I'll cash over here.
2: So, yeah. So the the mask, it's a a neoprene um, material. So it stretches out. Um, We also have uh, Velcro in the back. And uh, you have the, the the two vents on the side there, and then the inside of the mask has a five layer filter. So the, what's cool, and, and this was kind of the whole thing, you know, that's been been something that people have talked about a little bit in the media or whatnot. But the 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 vents are not the yeah the the vents on the side. You base, it's basically you can turn them on and off. So they're right. really there just kind of really for show more than anything, just to make the mask look cooler. Um, but the filter is really what filters everything out. So that's what differentiates our mask from, uh, you know, the surgical mask and the mat, the other mask with one vent coming out of the front. And, and
0: whatnot. Right. How often do you need to change the filters and where do you how do you get the replacements?
2: So uh, you can go to our website, you know uh, outlawmask.com and uh, and get the the replacement filters. You should change them um, every 72 hours of use. So. Mm-hmm. You know basically a, a, an entire 3 days of wearing the mask, but not you don't have to change it every 3 days. So. How about days.
0: washing and, and cleaning the mask?
2: Yeah, so you can wash they're, they're mm-hmm. washable reusable. You take the filter out um, you know before you wash it. Uh, Carlos actually just fit, just washes his with the filter in. Sometimes. Yeah, I just throw mine <laughs> in with the filter. You know, but yeah, they can get wet. My um, wife
3: gets makeup on it and whatnot. And we just throw in the wash machine. <laughs> yeah, the good and
2: and the good thing about it, you know, really, it rains a lot in Florida, so if it gets wet, you know, you don't have. It's not like the paper mask where you know the paper mask gets wet, you got to throw it away. It's nothing like that. Right. You know? Um. I actually just wore mine. We did a a TikTok video, and I I I splashed in the pool with mine, and it's perfectly fine. It's actually this is the mask. So,
0: wow. So you've got two different design styles on the masks that are very prominent on on the website, Carlos. How did you come up with the styles? Um, Because you've talked about like this could be something more than just then the mask, this could be something t-shirts you mentioned you're doing and, and, and and so on. I mean, they're very, they're very cool looking. How did you decide like, these are the styles or this is the way we're going to go with it? It's
3: a good question. So, you know, Reggie's from LA. I'm from Miami. You know, we're both fans of, 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 of streetwear culture, you know, hip hop culture. And it's not uncommon in streetwear fashion and and hip hop culture to see the traditional Paisley bandana. Uh, in fact, you see a lot of people using bandanas in lieu of a mask. So right. we decided all right, let's let's go out and let's procure a product that is a traditional mask. Um, oftentimes these masks are used. Um, there you go, you got the image on the screen. they're used. Um, the actual style for motorcycle riding. Uh, so it's again high quality. It's not gonna you know flake out on you. it's got the vents. It's comfortable to breathe and sweat in. But what we really want to do was layer uh, a flavor on top of it, if you will, that you would be proud to wear. No different than you would wear, you know, a pair of Jordans or you would wear, you know, a nice shirt uh, with a Mm. paisley pattern on it. You know, I'd like to believe that Reggie and I are stylish guys. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we we really like fashion. So one disclaimer that we want to make is like we're not – telling people that this is medical grade uh, PPE because it's not, you know, it's very much a fashion accessory, uh, and, and I think that's a lane that now we feel a lot more comfortable staying in. Uh, mm-hmm. That way, when people come our way and you know they they, they want to be anti-masker with us, we're like, hey, look, we hear you, <laughs> but you know, we're in the fashion space, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: tell last last thing I want to I want to ask you is being family and. Doing business together, I can see you're both, like, this This business is so both of you, and you're so, like, invested in it, but you also seem to love working together. Why is it important to do business with family if you think that it is? And and how's this, you know, maybe change dynamics within your family or just, you know, having family behind you and supporting you guys makes all the difference versus you know, perhaps going on your own and, and and going into business?
2: Yeah. So, uh, really, you know, our, our wives, so our, our wives are sisters and, <laughs> uh, they, they, they come from, uh, a, a family of four, four girls and the family is very tight knit. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is, you, you asked that question. It's funny because we've been talking about this a lot lately and, and, you know, Carlos and I, you know, actually got along Right from the jump, you know where you know a lot of times in families that doesn't really happen, mm-hmm. and we have a lot mm-hmm. of the same interests, and uh, you know we 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 have fun together. So um, you know for us, you know um, it's really just about you know having each other's backs, right? So you know what you mm-hmm. you sometimes don't get, and we know that the talk is always you know you don't get into to business with family, but you know, I've always really dreamed of having a family business. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I don't necessarily have a a, a brother. My sister lives in Atlanta and, you know, she's kind of doing her own thing. And, you know, a lot of our views align. And basically this, it it was just the the perfect timing and right move for us. But we really feel like Mm -hmm. the biggest families in the world actually are, are, uh, you know, uh, uh, businesses, you know, so right. you have the, the, you know, the, the Waltons, right. The, the, right. who are the biggest, you know, uh, uh companies in the world and, and it's a family business. So, you know, we actually mm-hmm. want to embrace the family business and, and who can you trust more than family? Yeah. yeah. And I think just to add on that, you know, it brought those as
3: as a family, like yeah. Reggie said, you know, we already got along. We've been brother-in-laws, you know, for over a decade now, but the opportunity to work together, you know, we're on the phone with each other literally from from morning, midday, right. evening, like we're always kind of checking in. And, and it's 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 a good vibe. It's a good energy. It gets our wives motivated. It gets everyone in the family. You know, we, we use Shopify as a platform. So when we get those cha-chings that come through on the phone, like and we're together on Saturday grilling out, like everyone gets excited and it's it's a blessing. You know, we we have high aspirations for this business. Uh, We want to get to the point that, you know, we have everyone in the family kind of working and being a part of the business, you know, playing their role. And and I think this is more of a message that needs to be promoted out because what do you always hear? You know, you hear the negative side of it. You know, you don't do business with friends or family. No, that's something my dad's been telling me since I was a little kid. I'm sure Reggie's dad, (laughs) Reggie Sr. said the same thing, you know, And, and I think that we are kind of breaking that mold and we're showing again, we're new age outlaws, you know, we have a common vision. And I think for myself personally, being that I'm at my stage in my career where I'm a little bit older now, I've done some of the things I wanted to do, like write a book and speak all over the world. Like those are things I've already done that mm-hmm. now, like from my standpoint, there's no ego involved. This isn't about me winning. It's about us winning and more importantly, us being able to give and serve others out there.
0: Well, it's phenomenal what you guys are doing. It's been great talking with you. Carlos Gill on the left, Reggie Williams on the right. The website is outlawmass.com. Very easy. Check it out, outlawmass.com. They've also got a YouTube channel. I know they're going all in on TikTok. I wouldn't know how to tell you where to find them on TikTok, (laughs) uh, but I did put a link to the YouTube channel. You can help them grow on YouTube. Tell us, uh, for those who are familiar with TikTok, where can we
3: catch your videos on TikTok? it's, uh, it's TikTok.com forward slash at Outlaw Masks, and, and I want to say, you know, uh, you know, we're definitely going to uh, jump on the Streamyard and 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 YouTube game here soon enough. You know, I, I would love for us to be in a position where we're doing a a weekly, you know, Outlaw podcast with us. Right. Oh you know, yeah, I think. We, amongst ourselves, Reggie and I, we have real good energy, real good yeah. vibes. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're minorities and, you know, we have just a message that we want to share with people about positivity and love and unity. Cool. Well, thank
0: you so much. It's, it's great talking to you. Carlos Gill, Reggie Williams, OutlawMass.com. Very cool product. And thanks to everybody for joining us. We've got more show to go. We've got the remix coming up. This is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand, and we are here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for StreamYard Connect. If you're not on StreamYard, you can get started by going to LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard. So Dana Benz does her show uh, with her sister Kelsey every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. She's also got a show at the same time slot on Tuesday night that I'll tell you about in a bit, but she had a tremendous guest son. She had a husband and wife couple. The the wife is the on-camera personality. She's a great chef, and she hosts a lot of cooking shows on live stream. Her husband, Danny, does the producing, and he talked about why they're using StreamYard, and how he set up a two-camera shoot.
1: So this is a daily show where Daniella cooks. And so um, when you're doing a cooking show, you not only want to see Daniella's face, uh, you also want to see what she's cooking. So <laughs> that is kind of, I guess, the special feature that we were able to use with StreamYard is to set up a second camera as a guest um, yep. that becomes um, the, the camera that shows what Daniella's cooking.
0: Yeah, really well done and uh, amazing lighting that they use in order to, in, in order that they're just using a webcam, but it looks so clear, so phenomenal. And I think that's both the increased quality that, that StreamYard continues to provide. It was good quality from day one, but they've continued to improve the quality and also the lighting, which just makes a a webcam in their studio look like a professional camera. Um, and so Chef Daniela is the host, and, and she talked about the value of some of the StreamYard features from the host perspective. One of the
4: things yeah. that we really loved about StreamYard is the functionality between toggling between multiple different screens. So it's really nice, depending on how much equipment I have set up depending on what I'm showcasing for the day. And I've been cooking a lot of different things. So it, we can do like uh, a split screen between me and the overhead. We can do a split screen between me and anything else or just the overhead. Or sometimes I'll do like a share screen where, where I actually wanna share something and it toggles so easily. And the best part about it is that we've been able to grow a community because when people ask comments and questions we pop their comments and questions along the lower third so it becomes a banner and so their their facebook profile picture is featured with their question and it makes them feel like they're part of the show they have their you know 15 seconds of fame and yeah. it brings them straight into the conversation and people love it they absolutely love it and the, you know, if I miss something in terms of my cooking stuff, you know, people will remind me. And, and it's great. It's like real, true feedback, uh, much more than just like likes or hearts or, or no interaction whatsoever. So the lower banners are key.
0: Love hearing that good stuff. Um, Dana and Kelsey are on tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on StreamYard Spotlight. You can watch that on the StreamYard Facebook page. Sunday night is the Town Hall. Gage and Dan, the co-founders, take your questions, introduce new features, talk about what's going on with the product. That's 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. Tuesday, Dana Bentz has her new show, Two Cents with Bentz. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. And of course, we've got YouTubers coming on who are going to be creating some great content we have Roberto Blake we have Daniel Battelle we have Dean Nimmin and Nick Nimmin who are going to be creating content on the StreamYard YouTube channel and of course I'm back here every Wednesday 2 p.m. Eastern Diana Gladney will join us next week to talk about cameras and lighting we're going to get back into some gear Next week with her, she's a tremendous YouTuber and a uh, just great person, great at explaining and making things. Uh, just seem easy for the average person who's not as technical to grasp and learn how to up level their their cameras, their lighting, their entire visual setup and audio too. Diana's a great resource. I can't wait to talk to her next week. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams of Outlaw Mass. Check them out at outlawmass.com. And we'll talk to you again next week on another episode of StreamYard Connect. Take care, everybody.